Freestyle Friday. Don't wanna go back to start with an open heart. I wanna go past the one. I don't wanna feel these scars. Oh, gotta get past this part. I wanna go past the one. You say you start to smell it a little bit. What um, I just did? Yeah. But I fought it outside the door though. It, it was outside the studio. You know the law of concentration, right? I'm saying though, if I fought outside the studio and then walk in the studio, how did it get in the studio? First of all, the, the door's not airproof. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, law of concentration. As soon as you farted, there's less fart air in here than there is outside. It's automatically gonna travel in too. But there's this chick at work that be farting, and at least you ain't as bad as her. A chick? A, a woman, and she be farting, and that shit smells like God is punishing me for all of my sins. Good morning, <laughs> evening. <laughs> Or afternoon. You're listening to Freestyle Friday on the Distraction Network. I am your host, Holiday. <laughs> and I'm joined here by who? A man called Tez. He's my co-host. And he chooses to call himself a man called Tez. You guys know that. And I have nothing to say about that because my mama told me. <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. That's cool because I'm the co-host with so most. Ah, I just thought about that one. So he, for all you new people, you know, the description of the show says that's a rapper and this regular guy. So it's already known who the regular guy is by the way he just spit that rhyme. First of all, <laughs> I am not regular. There's only one other guy like me. and He's on the other side of the planet. So you got to mess with me. Uh, see, see, mm-hmm. that's that's stuff that regular people say. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say something though, man. What's up? It's a little PSA, and that's probably gonna go out on all my social media. If you have a daughter, a little girl, he go hit it. See, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a little girl with with long black hair, you cannot let her from the second floor stare out the window, especially if your window's foggy, because this little girl the other day scared the hell out of me. Like I thought I had to fight the little girl from the ring again. And I said again, like I did, like I fought it the first time, but that's some scary shit to see. Keep talking. Like she was just like staring, and I was like, I ain't watched the videos lately. And I was like, is this it for the test, man? She was staring at you. It's in general, like that's the weirdest thing. She was staring at me. She was just staring out the window, and it looked so creepy. And all I could think was, why, man? But that's a little PSA for me, like. Don't let your children be. Don't look. Don't let your kids be creepy. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, I did not mean to let him talk that much all in one time. But um, it is Sunday, June the 30th, right now. We're recording at 10 o'clock at night, and I know what's going on in the NBA free agency. So I also know that Kawhi Leonard has to say something tonight. Very early tomorrow at the latest. When have you known Because Kawhi everybody Leonard? else has to fall. Everybody's waiting on him to make a decision. So, 
<clears throat> the reason why he was talking so much just now was because I had to go check and see if Kawhi said anything. He didn't yet. Well, I know Kawhi's not going to ever say anything. anything. I want to say when you know him to say anything. He, I wonder if he was going to go in front of a camera and do some sign language or something. That's no, why I was waiting. I feel like we just. I feel like we're gonna wake up tomorrow and just know he signed somewhere. Yeah, he'll probably do that shit like three o'clock in the morning. Be like, yeah, so. I'm gonna take my Morse code comes out and says Lakers. I'm gonna take my cornrows to the strip. I'm gonna take my cornrows to to L.A. Lakers. What's the name of that beach up there? Laker Beach. I guess now. Yeah, Venice Beach. Venice Beach. Is it Venice Beach? Then it's also Huntington Beach, right? Yeah, there's a lot of beaches out there. I mean, L.A. is right there. Beach better have my money. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of L.A., so we all know I listen to podcasts. I listen to podcasts from How Stuff Works. I listen to the How Stuff Works Comedy Division, which is in L.A., I listen to podcasts down in Texas. I listen to podcasts from New York. I am an avid podcast listener. You want to know why? Because with six kids and a wife, going to college full-time, having a full-time job, and starting my own business, and yes, I said business, I don't have time to sit down and actually watch TV. So I have to consume all of my sports and all of my learning stuff through podcasts. And then I got into the comedy division, which is uh, Jack O'Brien uh, used to own the Crack Network, and he started like the comedy division with High Stuff Works. I he has a something called um, the Della Zeitgeist right now. I thought the CIA he, owned the Crack Network. Knowledge. The Crack Network. Yeah. Crack dot com is what I should have said. Crack dot com is what Jack O'Brien started. Um. You ever seen like the list that goes like ten ways to do this and seven ways to do that? Like on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. But so there's a website called crack.com which used to like make intelligent ass lists. Oh, cracked. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I, I, so, I, I fuck with cracked. So they started yeah. that shit. I mean cracked. Dot cracked. But um, they started that shit. But it was it's a lot better written than it was than everybody else should say like BuzzFeed. Yeah. And since I said BuzzFeed. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people that's on that comedy division work for used to work for BuzzFeed or works for BuzzFeed. Anyway, I used to like um, what was it After Hours on YouTube? You remember that one? Yeah, yeah, it's like that. Um, and Obsessive Pop Culture Disorder with Daniel O'Brien used to do that one. Yeah, Daniel O'Brien. So I thought it was brothers, man. They ain't no can. You just hurt my feelings just now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I to God. So, so you know how popular they were. Yeah, so, and that was started by Jack and. Dan, which are not brothers, but anyway. Yeah. Um, so now Jack owns well, he started a common division on how stuff works, which is now owned by somebody else. Um Our Heart Radio. Yeah. And in his common division, he has another podcast. I listen to the Daily Zach Guys every day. Um uh, he has another podcast that I listen to when it comes out called Culture Kings. Yeah. Culture Kings, <clears throat> I'm giving all these shout outs today. So, Culture Kings interviewed a singer um, called Sullum. Yeah, we agreed on that after we heard her yes. say her name. Ooh, I thought I was going to fuck it up. You I'm will. not going to try to pronounce the last name, though. So, we just because it on her iTunes, it has her name with the dots behind it. We're going to just call it Sullum. You're going to fuck it up before we finish. 
Sell them. <laughs> I want to put it in your head and see what happens. Anyway, <laughs> so I was listening to um, the Culture Kings, and they posted they was going to do an interview, and it's going to be a music Culture Kings, which I was like, ha, ah, I'm not going to listen to this shit because sometimes they be having some whack ass people up there. Hmm. Like one time they had, I ain't going to get too specific in it, but one time I wanted to throw my phone at my. <laughs> At my radio when they interviewed somebody and they did a little songs and stuff. You gotta so, be a mad motherfucker to try to break an iPhone. Dog, I was a mad motherfucker because I was gonna stress myself to go ahead and listen to that whole thing anyway. I've done that before. I did it. I listened to the whole thing. I was like, something's gonna come of this, but nothing came of it. I've, I've done so, it. Like, <laughs> like I can tell, like this ain't gonna anybody be a good calm podcast here. So I listened today. Uh, not today. I listened whenever it came out. I think it came out like Thursday, Friday last week. When did I send you that um, tweet? I think it was like uh, Tuesday. I sent Tuesday. it to you that far ago? No, maybe Wednesday. It, it had to be either Tuesday or Wednesday when I listened to it. And I was like, oh, she about to. I hope she don't sound whack. I hope she don't sound whack. And then she was like, yeah, so it's recorded one way, but I'm going to do the acoustic version. I said, she about to play a guitar. Oh, Lord. But when I say went off, she yeah. went off. So the live version to me was great. Like I would give the live version on a ten scale a ten of ten. She did the live version on the podcast, and you did music for a living for a while. I did too. music yeah. for a living on the podcast, and I, I judged it on a performance scale. Okay, because you can hear her play the key. You could hear her play. I said keys, like a good. Song. Okay, so you all right? Like, <coughs> just hold up for a second. So you you were judging the live performance she did at that moment. Yes And I was redundant as hell too And I said it like two ways um, But go ahead So that was um, The way I, I just Then I was like Damn I need to I need to do this For Freestyle Friday You know So up, because yeah. we We here We like to Do the judgments uh, Most of the time People send me things But I get a lot of Horrible music So <laughs> Anybody run up on you Like when you With your wife Like 50 Cent Dog, no, 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 nobody <laughs> does that. Cause believe it or not, me and my wife are rarely out together. Really? Because I mean, again, got six kids. Oh yeah. And and you was going to school. I'm going to school, not anymore. I just graduated. Y'all professions are like really different, right? Yeah, she she's an accountant. I'm a thug. So. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she's an accountant. I'm a uh, cybersecurity expert. So, um. Well, now, yes, I could say that. I could say that. Yeah. Are but, you are you allowed to say that? Like seriously, given what you do, I'm allowed to say I'm a cybersecurity expert. Okay. I can't say nothing more. Fuck around. They got them everywhere, man. It'd be the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be in the middle of this episode. You hear? <laughs> and then they got me snatched up. We're sitting next to them. <laughs> So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, no, nobody runs up on me like that. Anyway, I'm um, I no longer rap, and I've been I've been out of the rap game for like seven years now. Nobody know who I am. Nobody knows who I am anymore. You never know. I listen to a lot of old rap. Nah, I mean I, I be oh, joking. Old, I, nah, I be joking. Rap. Like people, people sometimes I be at work, and you know where I work at. Yeah, and sometimes people be like, holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is I. <laughs> you here? 
What the hell? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I told you I was kind of smart. I was anyway. Um, <laughs> so I was judging the live version of her on music. Um, and I gave it a ten out of ten. I was like, I definitely want to record her. So I always, I like I said, I think I don't know if I said this to you or not, but I use Twitter. Like when I started a Twitter account, I only started a Twitter account so I didn't have to give women my number when I was uh rapping and stuff. <laughs> so I used to always reach out to people just like I use Twitter like text. So I don't hmm. I don't try to get followers on Twitter. Text the people. Yeah. Right. So if I see something I like I do retweet it. But other than that, I use Twitter like text. And then I, I play this little game sometimes with people. I was like, oh, I wonder if I could do this more than they do this. Like with podcasts, I listen to podcasts. I reach out and I do stuff. But anyway, on this particular case, I reached out and I just edited all of them. Say, hey, can I um rate this song? And they was like, go ahead, sure. So then I DM her, hit up, asked her a couple of things, and she was like, sure. So here we are. This is the first time. Tess has rated I'm sorry because you got to say the whole thing I was wondering too man this is the first time a man called Tess I was about to not answer like a motherfucker it's going to go through the rating system and this is also the first time I've reached out and asked someone to rate their song this is how much I like the live version of the song that I heard Um, the song came out Friday this past Friday and it's called Faster Forward. The artist's name is Sullum. It's spelled S-E-L-O-R-M. Sullum. You're getting closer and closer <laughs> to saying it wrong, too. <laughs> and that, that's because it's, uh, where did she say it's from? She said she's from Africa. Uganda. Yeah, from the continent. I know that. Right? Yeah, I something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's, even though it's Salaam, it's pronounced Sullum. I want to say Nigeria for some reason, though. It started with a U, I think. That'd be Uganda, I guess. Yeah. All right. So, what we're going to do is I'm going to explain the rating system to Tess off air while y'all listening to a commercial. And then we're going to come back. We're going to play a little bit of the song. And then we're going to rate the song. And then go from there. The most interesting thing about this is that you're asking a man who's a, on a scale of 10 who's a 12 to rate a song on a scale of one to ten, this is this is weird. This is new. This is not a one to ten. See, see guys, see guys. Oh. He think this is a scale from one to ten thing. <laughs> he don't know. He okay. don't know. Anyway, y'all, <laughs> threw me, threw me off with that. <laughs> We're gonna go listen to some commercials. It's probably gonna be a distraction commercial because, um, yeah, it's time we gotta promote ourselves a little bit more. Y'all, holla at your boy. We'll be right back. What's up? It's Heavy D. Every podcast, we want to come to you with topics that you want to hear about, but that's just it. We don't know what you want to hear about unless you let us know. On Facebook, at DistractNet. On Twitter, at Distract underscore net. On our website, www.distractionnetwork.com. Or email us at thedistractionnetwork at gmail.com. My mistake, thinking love could make you stay. I'm moving, you pull away. Wake me when it's feeling face. Start with open heart. I know I don't sound sound nowhere near as good as she does. <clears throat> but I do have to clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. Have mercy, baby. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. All right. 
So I have explained the scale to a man called Taz. Who once again is a twelve out of a ten. Uh just remember that. So he only says that because <laughs> there's no pictures of him that you can find on the internet. This nigga is ugly. He looks like the Grinch that stole Halloween. First of all, pause. <laughs> um it's gonna get that out the way. <laughs> Hope no one never. Hope no one thought we wouldn't going to stop pausing at some point. Um, and he is a liar. All right. <laughs> oh man, I'm joking. I'm joking. Sometimes I'm joking. Not this time though. Um. <laughs> Bro. Anyway, so just to explain to the listeners, for people who first time listening to this, when we rate other artists. Uh, I guess I got to get my credentials first. Anyway, we'll do that at the end. Um, when we rate other artists, we rate them on five different categories, scale from one to five. And because we don't think it is positive to put down artists, anything that doesn't meet the bare minimum of 12, which means if it's 11, we don't like it. So anything that doesn't reach at least a 12, we will not put on our show. So, just because it made it to the show means it's going to at least make a 12, which means we like it. At least one of us. Because, so, <laughs> again, this is a man called Tez's first time rating anything. Because think about it. Your song has to be as good as being at being a song as I am at life. And I'm a 12 at life. Okay. You remember that. Yeah, he is a 12 at life. On a scale from 1 to 1,000. This nigga. Do you smell hatred? smell shit (laughs) (laughs) do you smell shit (laughs) I smell shit (laughs) alright so first so the first uh, scale is first scale it's the beat the music behind the song I gave that a 4 out of 5 because the beat behind the song does get my head bobbing. The just because this is back, it's the backbone of the music. Right. That's got to get your head bobbing first, right? And again, I give that a four out of five just because as soon as I hear it, it's not as soon as I hear it, but once the song gets in full swing, yeah. my head's bobbing just to the beat. All so right. I do give it a four out of five. I actually give it a five out of five. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm between the two of us. I'm not the musician here, but as soon as the beat drops, my head is already bobbing. But it's so the reason why I gave it a four is because the beat don't drop. It, the beat doesn't carry the song. Okay, like which is actually good for the artist because it's more substance in the song. So like I would give something like everything Lil John and Eastside Boys beat bass because the beat carries the music. Right. And you could just take the fucking words out the music. Like, turn down for what, right? Yeah. That was actually a song. But they couldn't get no good lyrics to it, so they just took all that shit out. But how much of that <laughs> is that he's both an artist and a producer? Lil John is more of a hype man. <laughs> true, but I'm saying if a Lil John com- song comes out, he's pretty much the artist on the song. Yeah. And so I'm pretty sure it's like a writer. Lil John! It's like if you're an actor, you also wrote the movie. I'm pretty sure you can write the your part gonna be better than anybody else's because you wrote the shit. Did I tell you a story about when I dipped out on him on piano lessons? Dipped out on who? Lil John. Uh, okay, was he teaching you the piano or were you mm-hmm. teaching him? 
Okay. Why would you debunk? I'll tell you that story. <laughs> I'll tell you another time. Okay. But yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, for beats, I give it a four out of five. You gave it a five out of five, right? right. But the preface that, remember, I'm coming at from, from a, not even an amateur standpoint, from a consumer standpoint as opposed to a producer standpoint, like he's going to come from it. Right. And I, I think the beat don't care. I, do, I don't think the beat will carry the song, which... And the way I rate things, it's hard to give a perfect five when it comes to beats. Yeah. And give a five when it comes to um, the lyrics and substance and all that. Now, we'll get to that. Okay. I'm, I'm, there's something I will say about the beat, which I actually think about the entire song, but I say that toward, I say that towards the end. Is that it makes you want to go back to start? No. Well, we want me to say it now and then? Because <laughs> I, it's, it's my overall thought of the song, basically. Say that for the end. Okay. All right. Next thing is hook, right? Yeah. When you listen to the song, does the hook stick with you? Because that's between the beat and the hook, that's what sticks to your brain to make you want to come back and listen to it again, right? Right. So when we do music, uh, musicians, artists and stuff, they usually, like me, when I used to write music, I would start with, if I'm writing a song after I'm done with the actual music part and I'm sitting down to write a song, I'm going to start with the words. I write with the words. I say what I'm going to say. And then I figure out a hook to go with it. And then I want to find a beat and then rearrange all my music from there, right? That's completely ass backwards from the way people listen to music. Right. They listen to the beat. That pulls them in. The hook pulls them in. And then right around the 10th time listening to it, they might start figuring out the lyrics that go to yeah. the song. You know what I'm saying? And but it's the real hook. And does the hook stick with, with you? Me? Because from the first time I heard it, I was singing that hook on through. I give it a five. I give it a four. Four? Because it, does, it sticks with you. Right? So, But I think she cheats a little bit. Because she does that thing where she puts, she starts off with the hook, mm-hmm. and you always remember the first lines of a song more than anything else. And think about it, go back in the day, like juvenile song, huh? Everyone knows how that song starts off. You that shoot the big badass Benz, little big body Benz. Mm, the only thing I remember was you a paper chaser, you got your block on okay, fire. Okay, I take it. The but G. you remember out of every part of that song, you remember that as much as the hook, though. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, that, that, so I think, yeah, it sticks with me, but I think she cheated a little bit by starting off with the hook instead of starting off with the first verse. What's the first verse to um, back that ass up? Girl, you looking for, yeah, girl, you looking for, yeah, I had something to one, but uh, uh, you're looking uh, what, something what, else, what, yeah. What the, hook, what, the hook, what the hook start with, though? <clears throat> girl, you look good. Yeah, I remember the, oh, I remember oh, the first oh, line. Oh, oh. I give you, okay. <laughs> it's a mixed bag then, but usually you remember, you remember how the song starts. Okay, I take it back. You remember how the, the you remember how the song starts more than any other verse in the song. Like I can tell you the first line and back that ass up more than I can tell you by any other verse. Everybody can tell you the brunch, 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 Actually, the one thing everybody remembers is um. Cash Money Records taking over from the 992000. Cash Money Records taking over from the 992000. And to my point, that's actually the first thing he ever says on the song. It is. But you forgot that shit. All right, so I give it a five because as soon as I hear it, 
as soon as I heard the song, that thing stuck to my head. He gives her the four because she cheated. She said it in the beginning. Don't want to go back to star. Yeah. One thing I think that's going to help her with the song overall, that hook, you will be sitting by yourself and just start singing that shit. Like you were about eight seconds ago? Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting back here not doing a damn thing. <laughs> I don't want to go back to the <laughs> I was like, oh, she got me with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be um so I was playing with it. My daughter is in the car and uh she's like, Daddy. No, I had t- how many of my daughters was in the car? I think two was in the car. I was just coming back from the Y, I picked them up from the Y. Yeah. And it was like the young the four year old was like, Daddy, who is that? I was like, just somebody who just came out with their first single. She's like, I like it. Can you play it again? Yeah. I was like, okay. So then she walked up in the house. My, my daughter tells everything. She's like, mommy, daddy plays some nice song in the car that goes, don't want to go back to start. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right then. Anyway, so next, what's the next thing? I already know what I'm gonna rate this one as. Substance. Right? You wanna right. go first on this one? Substance, I would give her. Can we do halves? <laughs> Alright. Alright, I'll round it up then. I'll give her a five of substance. <sighs> um why why are you giving her a five for substance? I'd given her four point five. But since we can't do halves, I rounded up to a five. Why did you round it up to a five? I think what she's talking about is pretty dumb. It's very human. It's a very human thing she's talking about. Okay. Like how we discussed it. Like how, you know, she was with one dude, but she doesn't want to go through the whole rigmarole. But in the next relationship, she right, wants to right, get back right. to the point. She wants to get. She wants to be to the normal part of the relationship immediately. Right. And I think that's something that people kind of want. People want. It's like this microwave generation. The society we live in I want to say generation Because I see older people With that too It's a very We're living in a very Microwave society So I think that She's kind of touching on something And I don't know If she means to or not though Right So I give it a five too And I Let me see how much I'm rating this thing That's right I think it's very past you Or whatever God dang (laughs) (laughs) So It's a couple of reasons Why I give it a five Five because It tells a full story It's feelings Right So uh, one of the things that who told me this? <sighs> someone told oh Jay Z. Jay Z did not tell me this personally. Jay Z told someone. Someone told Little Wayne, and I was there when <laughs> when they was talking to Little Wayne about it. Anyway, but it goes um when you this is what puts a rapper above other people's lives. So when you are rapping, right? And you have people that go say smoking a blunt. Smoke a blunt and get high. They just say I'm high, right? Yeah. And then but you won't you want to describe the feeling to someone like um as I take a puff, like as I take a puff, I feel my mind going back and all this other stuff like you want to actually describe it now, I don't like know why lo- I can't describe it right now like that low wing song like that low wing song I feel like dying 
uh, the Lil Wayne song where he's like, like only when the drugs are done, I feel like dying. I'm a phantom, etc. etc. Fuck the predators. Fuck the sons. Fuck the editors. Fuck the head of the state. Fuck the gates surrounding these printers. He is remembering the fuck these, out of this song. These motherfuckers to prey on the predator. CD dreadlocks. Tough as Bam Bam from Bedrock. I'm tied to the game like wetlocks. Say hello, red dot. Say goodbye, life. And say hello, Satan. A devil in the flesh. I forgot. But <laughs> <laughs> um, the way he describes things. So at that point in his life, he was like real deep in describing shit. Someone that's real deep in describing shit is Twister. Like he goes, um... Um, like on one last time on Kamikaze. Yeah, who goes? Shit! <laughs> <laughs> All the layers be skipping my head. Like, um, but he's like stepping up in something with a hundred thousand haters, bloody tears in my eye. Hit, hit the switch, make sure every motherfucker in the vicinity blow away and die. Kick him off with an explosion. Get up, bitches! Kamikaze on your hoes. I'm a sacrificial lamb. Like that one. Like yeah. when he goes through and that stuff like that. He said so many words that he actually can describe everything that he's actually talking about within a verse. But um, in this song, it's very descriptive. Like, she doesn't want to go back to start with a broken, with a, open, with an open heart. heart, with an open heart. And that was what we discussed. Uh, was it broken heart or open heart? And I was kind of confused about right? why it would be an open heart because it seems like she's sad about this. Right. So, but she's sad about going back to start. Like, damn, I just had a bad relationship. I'm getting out of this relationship, and I got to go all the way back and start over with someone new. In my case, say I, I never had that because I never, like, I got a wife now, but before my wife, I had a relationship had as a 19-year-old. Between 19 and 31? Nigga. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> going, still going back to start? No, I was done. <laughs> so like people used to be like, man, you're 28 years old. Why are you still single? I had, I mean, shit, I ain't about to go. Uh, shit, I guess you could say I ain't about to go do that shit again. Right. That's kind of what I was saying. But that's how this is. Like, I don't want to start over. We'll start in the middle. And the second reason why I give it a five is because we have taken time twice now. Yeah. To talk in debt. About what this song means. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, if you listen to the song, it is a conversation starter. So she, whoever wrote the song, he did that. I don't know if it's her that wrote the song, but she did that shit. Now, I might be wrong, but on Culture Kings, I think she said she wrote the song. Oh, shout out to her. I am, because she wrote her whole EP. Okay. And you know how they're doing the songs today where they're not putting out long albums like I used to. Right. I said like I used to. But on um, long albums, yeah, yeah. I would say because my mixtapes used to be over an hour. But people not doing for? it. Huh? Is that long for now? Well, I guess nowadays maybe. Not yeah. nowadays. Kanye West came out with seven CDs. Or was it five CDs last year? Like less than 30 minutes? Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about back in the day when a CD was like, 13 to 15 songs like not counting the intro and outro like a short album was 10 songs with 5 uh, intros or 5 yeah, uh, yeah. skits you know yeah. what I'm saying shit yeah you, you turn over a CD you wanna see 16, 17, 18, 19 yeah. songs on that bitch now you turn over that motherfucker it's like 8 songs and a lollipop shit I remember MGD had like what 22 tracks on Everlasting Yay yeah but the reason is because um so 
it's kind of like Old Town Road. Yeah. And Lil Nas X and his music now. Like, if you keep the songs two to three minutes long, someone's going to go through that song, and then they're just going to play it again. Yeah. And you know what happens if you walk away from that song? Yeah. You start another play. Yeah, like on movies. I heard that, like, um, I forgot what movie it was, but it's you heard of executive meddling, right? No. Basically, it's when, like, you're the director of the Is movie. Is it a porno? <laughs> no, it's a concept. Okay, I heard all um, the pornos. It's, um, like, let's say you're, like, a filmmaker. And you trying to make your vision, right? And everybody right. everybody on set signed off on it. And then the studio sees the movie, and then they start telling you what you can and can't do in the movie. Right, right. So I've heard mm-hmm. that like in some movies, especially when they think the movie's going to be big time, mm-hmm. they ask you to cut the movie down some. Like cut it down maybe 15 to 20 minutes so it can play more times in the movie theaters. Right. That's why you notice nowadays, well, not nowadays, but when you notice when there's a director's cut, the director's cut is almost always longer. Yeah. Because Ooh, he just put back, back all the shit that he was trying. He just basically the director's cut is usually what he finished before the studio saw it. Right. And with that, we're gonna go to playability. Playability, right? Right. So, can you play this song anywhere? Just that's the easy one. You can play this song in church. Yeah, you can. She ain't say nothing about eating no ass in that edition. I don't no. know. I think she. Yes, I she thought did. she did, but I think I'm overthinking about that. Okay, okay, okay. So I think I think you play in the church. Like I ain't seen nothing. There. I mean, my church is different from your church because I don't go to church. But I don't, <laughs> I, I don't have a church. Um, I think it's something you play in church. Like I said, I played in front of my kids. I played in front of my wife today. I played yeah. it. Yeah, if you can shit. play in front of your kids, you can probably play in the church. Yeah, you can play it everywhere. So I, I, I mean, I've been playing this song everywhere. I um, will say <clears> this though. <throat> I think I don't think it's mood music. You don't think so? No, because I mean I don't think. I, yeah, I, anyway, I think I give it a four because if it comes on, I'm not gonna turn it off. Like if I'm if, I, if I'm listening to the radio for some reason, mm-hmm. I'm not. If it comes on, I'm not switching the channel. Well, if it come on and you like nine inches in, I probably turn. That's just too damn sad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I put the other three in. I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. Like when that <laughs> song comes on, I'm like, damn! I hope the bitch ain't think about no last relationship, because the song's about a new relationship. So like, well, I, I'm the, I used to, um, I say used to, but I used to get it in like trick that in Pastor Troy and all them people. Well, depending like, on the song, though. I mean, it, it'd be like they throw passion songs and shit like that. But yeah, man, yeah. I wouldn't go for the stuff like that. See, I'm softer now, so I could listen to music like this and keep listening. Like this back song, in the day, I hear this thing like two or three or four times, and then I'm like, all right, that's a good song, but ain't about to be listening to it because ain't about to get soft. You know what? This is like a. <laughs> well, was she been an R&B artist or what? What did she classify herself as? <sighs> I forgot what she said it was. Okay, this assume it's R&B. This would be the R&B version. It's not R&B, though. Pop. I well, think it's pop. You call it pop. This would be the pop version of So Many Tears by Tupac. Like, this song is kind of designed to bring you down a little bit. Right, right. All right, so playability, I say, you said four. Four, because, because I won't turn it off, but I'm not going to play it every, in any case. Because you want to just come to him like, <laughs> play this, get her in the mood. That ain't happening, yeah. right? <laughs> All right, so I give it a four for the same reason. All right. So far, so good. She's doing good, man. A little bit too good, you ask me. This dude here. Don't be, are, you, are you one of the people that I, I never give a perfect rating because there's no such thing as a perfect rating? No, I go by feeling. So, okay. like, I would explain to people that I can give a song a 25 today, 
and then I might be feeling a little bit different the other day and next day and it might go down to a 20. So music is about moods. That's another reason why if it hits 12, that's good enough for me to go on because that means I at least like it. I would rate a song that I, I at least you. like. Because so. I'm that way with Shardy's music. Like, I love all her music, so it depends on what day you catch me if you ask what my favorite song is. Like, today it might be like a tattoo. If you, catch, you ask me two days later, it might be Stronger Than Pride. Mm-hmm. If you ask me a week after that, it might be No Ordinary Love. Okay. Right. Shardy's yeah. the best singer yeah. ever. Yeah. I'm like that with Eminem songs. But anyway. Where's, um, my, sh- where's my snare? <laughs> Where's my snare? <laughs> hey, wait, talk about, wait I, so I saw an article that says his daddy died, right? I don't know. Don't care. How do, wait, my question, no, God damn it, because I want to know how is his father Marshall Mathers Jr. and not Marshall Mathers the second or third? So Marshall Mathers probably Marshall Mathers the third. But no one ever <laughs> calls him that, though. Would you call yourself a man called Tess the third? If I was Tommy, if my name was Tommy Wright, because Tommy Wright the third back in the day. That's a dope ass rap name, Tommy Wright the Third. You remember that? No. Yeah, you was from Memphis. If I was um, I like to say Junior Junior. So if I would have had, if I was already a Junior, I would have named my son Junior Junior. But I'm not sure that my son would do that, so I'm not naming him Junior. Yeah. And that's kind of anyway. Get back <laughs> on subject, man. Miss <laughs> uh, <laughs> down. All right. So I'm gonna do this one first. The fact that I heard it live, but it wasn't live, but it was over a microphone where she just pulled out a guitar and started slapping it a couple times. Yeah. Oh, I got a guitar. A guitar. Wait, starts off here. You can hear it, right? Yeah, I can hear it. I'm in the room. She didn't hit that horrible ass note like I just did twice. But since I heard it live and I heard her range of voice, her range, she has range. Hmm. Um, now does she have Mariah Carey range? <sighs> so I don't remember what Mariah Carey really sounds like. I think they said she can hit the whole, like, I don't know. How to, I'm not a singer. But I think they said she can hit all octaves or whatever. What is that called? A falsetto? I don't know. I don't know either, man. Now I thought falsetto is when you was like making your voice high pitch, but it really isn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, um, Sullum? Okay. You got it. Sam. I got it. You still got it. <laughs> Sullum has, uh, whatever she was doing is fully natural, and she didn't have to try. It didn't sound like she was trying, but it sounded very natural and very good. Like, but, so with that, and then hearing it electronically, I would rather hear her live. So, mm. um, I get some details on the mix down on the mix down, but I think um, the blend wasn't fully blended in. Like I, she's on top of the music. I am so glad you said that because I wanted to. Sh- I, I thought that, <laughs> and I wanted to hear what you, as the musician, would say. I yeah. would give. I would give the mix. You ain't even let me give it a number, nigga. Give I mean, it. I, 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 I'm jumping there. Yeah, just because she's on top of the music. Um. But it's still, it's a nice beat. It, it's still mixed down. Um, and as you can hear when we put it on the speakers, it sounded a hell of a lot better in the speakers. Yeah. But on the mixed down, a good producer knows that you need to make it sound good in shitty-ass speakers. Right. 
and my iPhone speakers are not shitty ass speakers. Didn't your boy Eminem say like he knows a good beat because he takes it into like a little old ass car he has and plays the beat in there? Mm-hmm. And if it sounds good in there, it sounds good anywhere. Yeah. So I give it a three on the mix down. I give it a three as well because for the same reason. Like she sounds good, the beat sounds good, it just didn't sound good together. And it didn't sound good together. No, it's oh, like, okay. like you said. It sounded like it sounded like it sounded decent together. I would give it that. No, I would say it sounded okay. Yeah, I take it back. I'm not saying it didn't sound good as it, as it sounded bad. It sounded like whoever mixed it that that was like no that was it. They was off that day. <laughs> you know that was like Michael Jordan scoring twelve instead of thirty. It was just like I can see where he was going with this. He was trying to score thirty, but. It just didn't work out. Now my question is, again, you do the, you do one that does music between the two of us. Would this be the same person as the producer, or would it be a different person mixing this? Tell me, would the singer be the producer? No, like the person who made the beat is that also the person that's supposed to mix it? Depends. Like okay. um, a lot of the times, I did the beat and I did the production. Okay. In the very beginning, and I did the raps. Like I was the one man studio. Okay. Um, once we became on it and and formed Southern Comfort, then I had a beat maker. And then I just started hiring beat makers. So I, instead of taking the Jermaine Dupree approach where I just did everything, <laughs> I took the um, Puff Daddy approach or the Timberland approach where I just hire a whole bunch of people to do the little stuff, yeah. like production yeah. and all that, and I executive produce. Did Puffy so, ever actually produce a song? Like actually make a beat? In the beginning. Okay. Um, Puff, Puffy did But by the time Puffy Was known Like halfway through Biggie's first album or Something like that Like, like the family. Very early he, he was done It was like I got these 12 people That's making these beats And then I picked the best ones Okay My favorite Puff Daddy moment Has to be On the All About the Benjamin remix mm-hmm. When he was at the little, um, The prom uh, the, the, like the, the alternate video When it was like A rock ending yeah, and he now, was running out. Uh, what's he gonna do? Yeah, gonna be ballers, shot callers, brawlers. And when he ran out the gym with the rest in front of the kids, and he it's looked all so. About the Benjamins. And it was like it was a weird look, but it was funny though. I I have to listen to. It. My favorite Puff Daddy song ever was actually a May song. <clears throat> I'm gonna go ahead and sing it right now. Yeah, let's. Ladies, <laughs> there's some jealous guys in my town. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Why can't you let it be? <laughs> when I tried to tell them the D. <laughs> when I came and told you the world, you wouldn't admit your girl. You don't see that nowadays, now you though. mad, you're good, you me. Nah, you hear it all the time now, cause that's what all the rappers sound like. Well, now. I mean, like it conceptually, <laughs> like you don't see people go out on the limb and just do something goofy for a second. Yeah, everybody's got fake egos. Yeah, so it's nobody's like, about having fun anymore. That's why I think I should come out with a little EP. But now, is that a societal problem <sighs> or an industry problem? I mean, I think it's a societal problem. I would say we, that too. We try to keep everybody um, from getting their feelings hurt because we think. That it's going to be better later on if we don't teach people to be responsible and learn how to cope with disappointment. Yeah. So I tell my nephews and nieces all the time, get used to disappointment. And then they have to go back to start and go faster forward. Yeah. With a broken heart. Yeah. Open heart. Open heart. God, I said that wrong. You're going to say you gonna say, um, you say her name wrong. I want you to remember that, though. Oh, Salem? I'll oh. be here waiting, too. I mean, even if I say Salam, 
that's the American way to say it. That's what she said. So I could say it either way. Salam Salam. It's the Christian way to say it. It's the Christian way to say it. All right, so it's crazy, right? This is your first time. And talking to you from earlier, I didn't think that your score would be as high as it is. Well, I didn't realize how the rating system was going to be because that's what I was going to say at the end as far as what I thought about the song overall. Okay, okay, okay. Right. So I, um, the reason why I came up with this scale is <sighs> I figure I figure – if I was going to rate songs, I should rate it by how other people listen to music, right? Right. So, um, that's why I start off with the beat, start off with the hook. And then, I want to rate it the way I rate music. So, I go with substance. And then, I go with playability. Just because you can't be walking up in a church or you can't be pulling up on church grounds bumping some... Um, UGK and shit like that, yeah. so <laughs> sweet Jones. Yeah, so that that even though like UGK, Past Choi, Trick Daddy, stuff like that, we all know how much I like them. But playability for those is low because you can't you can't play it everywhere. Play yeah. it everywhere, right? Yeah. So I was like, that should be something I should rate. And then the mix down for production, like I now actually you- heard a song that was good as hell, but the wrong person was in there mixing that shit down. That shit was so mm-hmm. horrible. And I actually rated the song because I was like, man. And the mix down was a one. Right. So, and, but. And you know, and to that point, what you're saying about you can't play it everywhere, that is a true statement. Because my, my old man, one of my fondest memories of my father is riding in his Cadillac while he was playing the Ghetto Boys. And now that I think about it, I don't think a six or seven year old little boy should have been listening to the Ghetto Boys. Because to this day, I let a hoe be a hoe. Mm, was you like this year Halloween came out on weekend me and my boys went oh, out trick or treating huh that's cliche I'm talking about shit like life in the fast lane mm. talking about shit like uh, city under siege yeah okay 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 you know okay. do it like a geo alright so overall what you think of the song I the song's good eh, 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 eh. stop what? you know what we should do break like how you did that. I start off like moving slow, day by day. I let you go, leave those feelings on the road till you're just the boy I used to know. How am I supposed to go out and meet someone new with my mind and my body always missing you? Let me raise you from my mind. Okay, so what I thought about the song. What you think about the song? 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 This is one of those situations <laughs> where the song isn't the sum of its parts. Basically, <clears throat> everything about the song is good. I think the song. I think if she gets on the radio, she'll do well because the song. It sounds like it's designed to, to stick in your head. It's designed for you to want to hear it again. The one thing I'll say about the song. Is for as good as it is, it doesn't sound unique. You don't think it sounds unique? I think it sounds. It sounds. It's it like I don't know where she is in her, where she is in her career. I don't know if she's about to blow up right in some second. This is her very first single. Very first single. So okay, in that context, it sounds great. I think. I think this is her very. first If it's single. her first single, it sounds great. The problem is, it sounds like just about every song I've heard in the last two or three years. You think so? Yeah. Is that that whole? <laughs> That whole sadness to it, 
and with the beat, like again, the beat, and then that's maybe why like the mixing didn't work because the beat is way too smooth for how sassy sounds. Does that make sense? I feel you. I figured they. So I do want to say one thing before I start with what I think. Um, you know, like most of the top hits are only made by like five groups of people uh-huh. in top Billboard charts. Um, so basically, if you're hearing a, a a good, nice pop song, yeah, then uh, the person that's singing that pop song, even if it's somebody like Drake, didn't write it, um, because it's written by somebody else by these little five groups of people. Um, so right. here here's something else about me, like somebody like Doja Cat, right? Yeah. Who's, Doja Cat? Wait, hold on. That's the girl we're with the cat is, right? The Moo. The Moo Girl. Moo Girl? Okay. Moo, the... Moo, Moo, okay. Moo, 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 Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. That was a song, I'm right? not a cat. I don't say meow. Bitch, not... I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Go Moo. That was a, that was, that was a song. <laughs> if y'all can see my face right now. <laughs> he was trying to say so. That's a song. <laughs> so here, here, here's the thing. I don't, I don't know if uh, she's not going to like this, but... Uh, here's what I say Doja Cat broke the mold twice Like Yeah she made a fucking song About being a cow She made a song About being a cow And it went viral She made another song A few years ago That went viral Like And People that write songs Their own songs That are not part of This whole cliche thing Yeah They don't get exposure Like that okay. Remember Lil Nas X Was a good example Yeah Lil Nas X You got I give people like that A lot of respect Yeah I think she wrote this song And um, because she wrote the song and because it sounds to me, it might sound the same to you, but to me it sounds different from everything. Yeah. Um that's why I like the song. That's why it right. hit my ear and I was like, shit, I wanna rate this song. Perfect example. Right? Alright, perfect example. You know if a man made a song, you know who would have made the song? Prince? Drake would have made the song. <laughs> Let me see what it would sound like. Probably exactly how she's saying yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I be sitting in my living room, turning channels on. <laughs> <laughs> then I stumbled on the motherfucking thumbs on. Then I switched up, had another one, and then another two. I hit it. <laughs> Here's my question. I hit a faster gun. <laughs> who, would this song have a feature on it? Uh, and if it would, who would it be? If the song had a feature on it, it probably would be Drake. No, no, I'm saying if Drake made if Drake made this song, mm-hmm. I guarantee you Rihanna's singing the hook. No. You know what? Because it's the island sound to it. That's why you see see Rihanna on it. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the sound the beat sounds in the beat it's kind of a throwback too. Like like maybe at not as polished as production is nowadays. But I, I can see like not, maybe not Maze, but some OG group or OG singer from back in the eighties singing to this beat. You, you think uh, Otis Redding? Maybe. Yeah. So th- that's the only that's the only thing that I think. Again, I heard the acoustic version. Yeah. And that motherfucker was off the chain. And, and, so and, from the acoustic version, and then listening to this version where we pumped it loud in the speakers or we heard it just on the cell phone. Yeah. The beat is what I think is. The beat and the mix down because the mix down, the beat is a good beat stand alone by itself. It does make your head bob and all that stuff, but it's the mix down where the voice is still on top of the beat instead of in the beat. You know how this song works better? Because again, I think the song, I think the song can work. I think it will work. Mm-hmm. 
But we'll take this song from an A to an A plus. Cause I'll give her an A. Context in context, she's an you A. You gave her a twenty one out of twenty five. That's an A. Yeah. Um. Well, work is if she had she didn't use a beat. If she slowed the song down, and you need to hear the acoustic version, dude. Yeah, probably. But <laughs> and you haven't seen you like the one of five people on this earth who haven't seen the first John Wick. But anyone who's listening to this who's seen um, the scene on John Wick, if you go on YouTube and just search John Wick Think scene, where he was beating those dudes ass to that song Think, this song can work like that. I think that I think for what she's the the actual mute like the lyrics and what she's singing. I think the song will work great on the soundtrack to a movie, like in the score, like like until like a movie like that, like that scene, like where the, the hero's beating the shit out of somebody, and she's singing that in the background. If I can interact, interject my abstract thoughts to it. Now I will say this though, um, if she listens to this, I'm not saying that she should be anybody else or try to be anybody else, because if this is if this is who, if this is who she is. Like I said, it did great in context. If it's the first song, I will. I'm just saying that the song, while it works, probably could work better if she did it a different way. Yeah, and I think she also said that on, on Culture Kings. Yeah. Uh, so, I, because I was listening to the song, but also because I was driving my little kids around, I listened to the music, and then I, I didn't skip through it, but the interview was in the background yeah so uh, i think she also said that like she wanted to do more the acoustic version but because they was going for a pop feel and whatever like that it's yeah. reasons why they chose this version but i also think when she performs it live and i think she said this she's yeah. gonna perform the acoustic version yeah and i think she should so is she is she in one of those pink situations were they making her sound different to start off with? Did I she think really she's. Sound? I think she's getting pointers from people who have done this before, yeah. or who's been in the industry for a while. So she's listening to them, right? And they're gonna help her take her music that she has, that she crafted herself, and turn it into something that they think people listen to. Right. Which you cannot blame her for that. That's the way we do. I mean, when I did my first, <sighs> when I did my first shit. Maybe three mixtapes. It was on what people thought I should do. Yeah. I did a whole mixtape, never hearing any other music of the beats that I jacked. Yeah, like, and they was like, "Dude, like, um, that's the song that goes, um, who sings this song? It's a Lil Wayne song that was very popular in like two thousand and nine, ten. Oh, oh, so you heard the song by Kelly Rowland." Go, go. That one. Yeah. Have you ever heard my remix to it? No. So I've never heard that song before I did my remix to it. It was yeah. like um um it was I just did some real nasty shit, whatever came to my head. <laughs> and then um when I heard that song, I was like, yo, I think I did better than Wayne. It was like <laughs> but it was like a whole month later before I even heard the song. Yeah. So because um or the way I do music, but um, when I first started, when I first got down to Charleston, yeah. everybody was telling me to do things different ways, and I listened to them. They was like, 
You shouldn't. Um, yeah, because our rappers are very distinct from yeah. everybody else. Yeah. You need to sound like them if you're going to be here. So, I, I mean, that's the one thing I wasn't going to do because yeah. I'm not from Charleston. I'm not going to sound like Charleston. And it ended up being that was the one thing that I didn't listen to, but that was the one kicker that everybody was listening to me for because you could play me on the radio because right. everybody could hear me. Everybody understands me. Kind of like, I could go on bass and I could sell my shit on bass. Right. And back then we had CDs and shit. <laughs> so my first mixtape, I was selling mixtapes out the trunk of my car on bass because I was still in the Navy. <laughs> I was selling mixtape out the back of my car at the flea market to the Geechee people. I was selling mixtapes in Columbia, selling mixtapes in Virginia, selling mixtapes in Augusta, Georgia, yeah. mixtapes in Jacksonville. So I was going everywhere just selling my own mixtapes. Yeah. And then um, came to mixtape number two, mixtape number three, and then so the kinda, compilation album. So it's kind of like how when you see black people in Hollywood who be cooning and stuff and bed winching, how they never really break it, but the authentic black people always make it because they give you something unique. Yeah, um... And it's, it's more because uh, Hollywood is run by who they run by. Yeah. They're going to tell you the coon all day. And you could choose the coon and get them little checks that they want to give to you. Yeah. Or you could choose not the coon and it's a big-ass risk. You but can either you, take those little checks or no check. But if you pop, you But if you pop, yeah. you pop. Yeah. So that's, that's the way it is. Like, I don't understand how the hell Terrence Howard keep getting these checks. Because Terrence Howard. Come on, man. You know how I get them. Man. It's the same thing every action. You know I'm a cry. You know I'm a cry, man. <laughs> he be, even on hustling and flow when he was. I cried the ending like back in the day, man. That one tear, man. Hey, when you you just place Terrence Howard in a role that you see Terrence Howard in, that's no acting skill there. But um, it's just stuff like that. So what if you get a script when he ain't crying, think you can just make an issue of that? He was like, I think this need to be rewritten. We need to rewrite this, man. I need to cry, man. It's all good. But, um, again, going back to start. You can- <laughs> <laughs> Here's my question, though. Yeah. Do you think that scenario you played out where somebody heard it and told her to do it differently, do you think that's why it's had that, that mixed problem? Like the song is like she may have already recorded that, and then somebody came in behind her and then put beats to it. No, I think she went into the studio okay. and her mix, her mix down. She was in the studio. She said, "Hey, these are my songs." So, um, this is the type of artist I think she is. Um, and I don't know her again. I just reached out because I heard on the show. Yeah, but uh, I think she's the type of artist that sits down, writes some music, sings some music, and gets it perfect. Right. As perfect as she can get it, and then goes to the studio. In the studio, they got you. That way. Um, so once she got to the studio, so let's say she came to my studio. Right. And this is why it's important to pick a producer. <laughs> oh, what's that dude's name? Um, name name a rapper from L.A. that uses Dr. Dre. Um, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Andrew, Lamar is Andrew who Pack. I was talking about. Yeah. So... You think Kendrick Lamar will have that same sound if Dr. Dre weren't producing this albums? No. He could still have those same rap skills, but it's the production of the album that turns but what he does to what it is. But I think, yeah, but, okay, let this on you. Timberland, back in the day, Timberland had his own sound, right? 
Manny Fresh. Remember, because a lot of those early Cash Money albums sounded alike. Man, Manny Fresh. Yeah. Like, think about people who like, um, I forgot what the song, it was a song on Get It How You Lived, where you can tell he used the same production on Cash Money's and Army. Yeah, it's a lot of them like that. Because yeah. Manny Fresh is a DJ. He's not sweet. So you're saying he's not an actual producer, he's a DJ. He'll tell you, he 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 produces things, he comes to production in DJ form. He'll take a record and he'll splice it up. He'll use things from records, put them together, make a song, okay. roll with it. Sometimes he add his own stuff to it, but yeah. Okay, so I heard that Dre, Dr. Dre, like I know this dude personally, what he does, he actually, I mean, 50 Cent said he gives you the quote-unquote skeleton of the beat, and then he puts everything around it once you, once you rap to the skeleton. like the Yeah, so... Uh, the reason why Eminem, um, I am, yeah, it came out like that because he only gave him the piano. I sit back with this bag, is his ass in this bag? No, yeah. I sit back with this pack, cause his ass in this bag, it is weed that gives me the energy. The what? I'm not sure if you're a rapper. It gives me the ah, fuck it. <laughs> the, anyway. But the reason why I came out like that was because Dre sent him and Eminem wrote that on a plane. Why do I know all this shit? Because I have Eminem's book about yeah. his early part. That is your favorite rapper. He's my favorite rapper, by the way, guys. <sighs> I think Tupac did something. No, I think I don't think Tupac actually rapped to the beat. Mm. He just. He Tupac wrote his lyrics actually, and he went in the studio and he said them again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. Tupac's Tupac was the type of artist that he believed that the production team to is the way that. it's supposed to do all that stuff. He's gonna go spit his shit and you do your job and make it sound good. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's the way. Uh, we know what you know what though. I think that's a very actor mindset, which makes sense. He was also an actor. Yeah. But he grew up in the school, of, uh, not grew up, but he was in the school of art, so. Yeah, but true, but think about it, though. Like, as an actor, he's not editing the damn Hold movie. on, hold on, hold on. Let's go back to start. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got to reel this in because we go everywhere. All right. All right. Um, Let's get moderating, too. I like the debate that happened <laughs> recently. So, we, um, again, you rated a 21 out of 25. Mm -hmm. I rated a 21 out of 25. So, in standings, we think this is a, a very decent song. It's a good song. I would say this good is song. a good song. All together, if we wanted to complain about something, it would be the production area, right? Yeah. So, um, Sullum, I said it. You Have you said the name yet? N-word? I, I have a policy on not fucking up. <laughs> so, um... What I'm going to do is I'm going to link the, I'm going to see if she has a web page, all the links that I could get for her. Um, I will put them in the show notes. If you listen to it on iTunes or Google Play, um, that will be there. If you also go to www.distractionnetwork.com, click on the show, I will have all her links there as well. Go ahead and do that. If you're in the Facebook group, say what's up. If you're not in the Facebook group, Go join the Facebook group. We're going through a lot of changes, and this might actually be the last recording in this studio that's in my house because we have to move this motherfucker out of my house because these motherfuckers don't let me do no kind of recording when I want to do recording. The last time we recorded, 
It was motherfuckers jumping up and crying and shit. I had a baby shitting in his diaper. Oh, and then said, okay. Daddy, okay. come get me. And I was like, motherfucker, I'm recording. Bruh, for us. Huh? For a minute, I thought you were talking about us. I'm like, damn, what the fuck <laughs> we do? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I ain't, most of that didn't happen. But, um... I actually we're recording this on what June the thirtieth, and nine o'clock tomorrow morning I go pick up the keys to my new studio, and we have to put that together. So, um, we might not have a show for the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, we do though. Up in the studio, y'all know we move a hydro every time <laughs> we rhyme my mind. I was listening to that on the way here. Actually, you are. Yeah, uh, Bone Days of Our Lives that is. Such a good song. These are the days of our. These are the days of our lives. I I want to say about the song though. I know I kind of sh- said I kind of. Sh- I I hope she thinks she doesn't think I was sandbagging her a little bit. I, I don't think, think she give a fuck about you, dude. <laughs> I think I don't. <laughs> well, you're 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 a fucked up individual. I mean, you're a man called Taz. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm a twelve I'm, out of ten in life. <laughs> um, but I will say this though. Um, I think this woman's talented. And I think that when she finds, if this, again, assuming this is her first song, when she finds her footing, I think she's gonna be she gonna she gonna have a career. This I can't wait to. Uh, so, Salem, if you go on tour, Charleston, South Carolina, make sure you get a spot there. If you need to holler at me, I find somebody to sponsor you. I get you here. Oh, I ain't going to say get you here. I found somebody to put you on the stage. I don't know anything about the in-betweens. I know I can get myself on the stage, and somebody will pay for me to get there. But I don't know. Um, <laughs> I thought me saying in the beginning of the podcast, nobody knows me anymore. Um, <laughs> but um, if you're coming on to the Charleston area, if you're coming to the Columbia area, I've friends in Charlotte and I have friends in the Augusta area. I also have friends in Atlanta. So, um, holla at me. And I guess I should tell everybody where they can reach me at. You want to go first? You want me to go? You can reach me at a man called Tez on Twitter. I be tweeting now uh, for the first time in a long time. If you see his timeline, he don't really be tweeting. He just <sighs> disappoints people. I tweet shit that I'm interested in. Interested in. Like I tweeted about the debate, that fucking debate. I tweeted about that. All right, we ain't gonna talk about the debate. We're trying to go back to start. I'm just mad about that. I mean, we're not trying to go back to start. I'm mad about Uh, that debate. Yeah, so we'll talk about that off air. I mean, we might stop this one, pull up another one, and then talk about the debate. You want to do that? Or is it too late? It's 11 o'clock. It's too late. Uh, (laughs) But um, you can reach me. Well, we'll talk about distraction first. So, the website is going to, again, be revamped. We're about to add a whole bunch of things onto it, but... We have music and sparkles. Yeah, and a whole bunch of stuff. Cream shooting your mouth and glitter. C- cream shooting in your mouth? Next Friday, man. Yeah, no, damn. no homo. Cupcake got a new Twinkie coming out. It's a bad motherfucker. When you bite into it, cream shoot all in your mouth, glitter. Mm, no homo. Okay, pause. God damn this dude here. Ooh. Anybody who remembers next Friday remembers that line. I mean, so you again, you're talking to somebody that don't. I mean, growing. I think when did next Friday come out? You never seen next Friday? I saw next Friday, but remember, I was 99. Oh, 99. I wasn't allowed to watch stuff like that, man. Series. Damn, that should came out the same as the Matrix. Yeah, I saw. Um, 
from the year 2000 until about basically last week, I missed a lot of shit. <laughs> Clearly, I don't even. I haven't even watched Game of Thrones yet. Well, like I said, that's not really surprising. I had to get bullied into watching Game of Thrones. So. Yeah, I haven't watched Game of Thrones yet. I don't know shit about Arrow. Um, I never watched that. I haven't watched the past three football seasons, but that's also because boycotting. Um, I got ideas on that. I think we went about it the wrong way. Who? The boycott in general. Oh, we could definitely talk about that, man. You know how I think we went about it the wrong way? Because right. most people didn't go about it. I thought this is my thing. My thing hey, is hey, this: hey, we don't want to go back to start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he does this shit all the time. He gets his fucking thought in, and he stops the whole conversation. You know what? We will have a general debate. I'm gonna stop this, and then we'll have a general debate after this, and just talk about shit. But for this, you can go to the website at www.distractionnetwork.com. There you will find links to all the show notes. Of any show that we've done on this on discussions or on Freestyle Friday, you can also um, click on our Twitter feeds. Mine's is Holiday Four Thousand. Distractions Twitter feed is DistractNet. On Facebook is Distract underscore Net, and that will get you to our group page. As for us and you, take care. Be safe. Holla! I'm focused on that finish line. Developing a strong mind. Years ago, they stopped making my kind. Yeah, I lose sleep, but it's alright, cause I'm on the grind.